Hey girlfriend, I'm Samantha. If you're ready to beat burnout, find freedom, and explore what it looks like to live exponentially, you've come to the right place. I'm an Enneagram 2, a projector, and a get-it-done gal who decided that living life by the norm just wasn't working for me anymore. I started a membership back in 2018, and it grew a whole lot bigger and faster than I ever imagined. Then my students started asking me for help in building out their own memberships. By 2020, I became a membership mentor full-time, and soon after, I retired my husband from his career, and we hit the road to become digital nomads in our motorhome. Here, I'll share stories of my students, what it can look like to live exponentially, and how to make it happen. Do you want to know what stands between you, your imposter syndrome, and truly living in your purpose? The answer is consistent audacity. So before I get into this, (laughs) I want to do a little life update. It has been a little hard to record podcasts. I am sitting out in my living room this morning, usually record in my bedroom, uh, because, you know, it has the best soundproofing, typically, I guess, or the most like, what would you call it? Padding, I guess, (laughs) because of the bed and pillows and Um, the window coverings make it the most soundproof space to record. However, the last couple of times it has been almost impossible every time I sit down to press record because we have about a thousand fans going and if the fans aren't going, the air conditioner is on. And guess where the air conditioner sits? Directly above my bed. (laughs) So it's just like, what the heck? The universe is conspiring against me to not be able to record this podcast. No, I'm just kidding. I don't believe that. But I'm out in the living room because we're trying something different. I did a little testing one, two, three moment. And I've turned off as many of the sounds and the noises that I possibly can. So hopefully the sound quality is pretty good. Um, But if it's not, I apologize. Um, Today is actually a really exciting day too. So if you guys aren't aware, my husband and I purchased a 40 foot diesel pusher motorhome almost two years ago. Um, We're actually coming up on the two year decision date here in a week or two. And um, we purchased the motorhome in September of 2021. And we moved into it October of 2021. We renovated it. We traveled in it a little bit. And your girl hated it. Hated the travel part. Um, I don't mind living in the motorhome at all. It's cute. We remodeled it. It is actually tons of space. It's it's massive. But um, the like traveling down the road with everything that you own to your name and the way people drive (laughs) is kind of insane. Like it is a huge risk to me. And, um, if you guys didn't know this, I think a lot in terms of risk because I started working in insurance when I was like 18 and I was a licensed insurance agent until I was like 23. Well, at least I practiced until then. So I think in terms of risk and I'm just like, "Mm, this is not it for me. Like, I don't love the idea of just rolling down the road with my home in this way. Right. And just everything I own. 
And like the insurance situation with an RV, like the personal property portion of the insurance is not that great. Like you can get a maximum of like $15,000 and I'm like, cool. So like my TV, my computer and my nugget ice machine, <laughs> like what, what is that going to cover? So, um, it's just, it's just not the greatest. And Chaz and I had always wanted a van and the idea was always to buy the motorhome first, you know, get out of the rat race of having to pay rent, um, such a high rent in San Diego. And, uh, once the lease on my Volvo was up to trade that in for a van, a cargo van that we could build out into this awesome little camper van. And I don't know how realistic I thought it was for a long time, but like, I do this, I do have audacity, you guys. And I just, We'll say things and I'll be like, oh yeah, that's what we're doing. And who the heck knows how it's going to happen, right? By the grace of God, I guess. But I feel like, you know, the Lord will tell me this is what you're doing. And I'm just like, all right, this is what we're doing. And I think people think that I make these like really hasty decisions. I came across a TikTok the other day um, and she was talking about, she's like, well, this is why I can't be in a relationship. When I make a decision, I'm doing it now. I'm doing it yesterday. Slow burn. I don't know her. And I was like, holy heck, this is me. This is my sister. And I'm having this conversation with my sister, Jamie. And I was like, this is us. And I was like, I think it's actually maybe ADHD, (laughs) but either way, this is us. And thankfully we have just, you know, found partners in this world that are just down uh, to do whatever. Just like almost two years ago, I turned to Chaz as we were leaving one of our favorite restaurants, Grand Ole Barbecue, out in Flynn Springs in San Diego. If you've never been, highly recommend. Um, and we're, we like to take the back roads and take the top off our Jeep. And I remember it so clearly. I just looked over at him and I said, I think I'm ready for you to quit your job and I want to buy an RV. And he was like, okay, I, I think it's time. So it just, just like that, it happened. We, we came back home and we, back home means to our tiny little town in Southwest Washington. And we were like, yep, feels good. Think it's, you know, it's going to be home base. And, you know, then we started the search for the RV. So it was like between the decision and the purchase, it was probably like a month and a half. And then maybe if even, and then maybe another month. Um, between the time we bought it and the time we landed here. So it's been a wild couple of years. I would say there's a lot of audacity (laughs) in that a lot of, um, I tend to, what would you call it? I tend to like underestimate the time that things take because I'm just like, okay, let's do it right now. Like I made the decision. It needs to be done now. Um, so I truly, truly thought that we would have the RV completely remodeled in two months and it could not have been longer than two months. And my whole idea was that we would get here in October, stay for the parts of Washington that I had, you know, so, so loved, which is the fall, October, November. And then by January, we'd spend the holidays with his family since we hadn't done that in a long time. By January, we would be on the road and we would be back in California. We'd be in Arizona. We would just be living it up. And that is not what happened. (laughs) We didn't get on the road until, I guess it was 
was it March or May? I think it must have been March. Yeah, it was March. So it really wasn't that far after, but um, it was a lot further in my mind based on, you know, my timeline of things. But we make plans and God laughs, right? So all that to be said, we bought this RV. We live in it most of the time, or I guess probably about half of the time. And a year ago today, we bought the van. And it was kind of like this same thing. Like we had been traveling in the RV. And while we were in California, um, we went to the RV store to look at vans. And we just did not love the way that they were constructed at all. They're constructed like RVs. And if you've been inside like a new RV, you know that they are absolute garbage when it comes to the instruction or construction. They are made with the cheapest materials. Uh, they're full of toxins, nasty glues, and just yucky materials. And it's just not a great deal. Um, they're about somewhere between a hundred and two hundred thousand dollars for these vans. And it's just, you know, we have the audacity. Chaz can build anything. He has never failed. He's always figured it out and it's always turned out way better than whatever we could buy. And I tasked him with that. <laughs> and I was like, hey, you could just build this, right? Like we could just do this ourselves. And he was like, oh yeah. So a year ago, we got to Washington about two weeks before we bought the van. So back from uh, one of our trips. We got home for the summer and we started looking around everywhere for a van. And at the time, this was like the height of low inventory in the market, in the car market. And we couldn't find even a used old beater van. Like what we were looking for was a 2005-ish, uh, either Ford Econoline or Chevy Express, you know, the ones that are like rounded. They don't even have like an extended roof. They're just a regular cargo van. So we were looking for that. We could not find anything under 20 grand that didn't have at least like 200,000 miles on it and was just beat to hell. And so I was like, you know, I think I'm ready to reconsider this strategy. I thought, you know, me and my audacity, <laughs> I thought we were going to spend maybe 10 grand, maybe five grand on the van and another five grand on the build. And it was going to be done in, you know, a month, two months. It wasn't going to take any time at all. And that's what I thought in my head. And that is not what happened, but I'm grateful for the way everything worked out because I truly got a van that is outside of my wildest dreams, did not know that that was going to be available to me. Um, but a year ago today, we, we brought Rona home. And if you don't know the story of why her name is Rona, uh, it's because Nona is the name of our big RV. And she's named after my grandma who passed away um, just about a year before we purchased the RV. And she was a, a big time RVer. They would spend at least six months out of the year on the road. They had a diesel pusher of their own that they literally just retired. Like, I think it was in 2019. Uh, we tried to buy it from them, but they wouldn't allow it. <laughs> they said, ah, too many problems. 
we bought an RV that has even more problems. So jokes on them. But um, my grandma passed away unexpectedly from pancreatic cancer. And she always used to tell me, whatever it is that you want, Sammy, go get it. You deserve to have an RV. You deserve to go and live and see all the things. And so um, in her honor, we named Nona after her. And um, Rona, (laughs) when we sat down to do the paperwork, I looked at the date that uh, the van was put into the fleet and it was, I think it was March 19th of 2020. And I go, Oh, how funny. That's the same day that they started the, uh, federal lockdowns for coronavirus. And I looked at Chaz and I just kind of have this witty way about me. You know, if you know me, I just always got something to say. And I said to him, what if we named it Rona known as little sister? And he just laughs and, you know, he doesn't always take me seriously. He's like, haha, that would be funny. And then we did. And it's just kind of been a little joke ever since then. But Rona the Adventure Van turns one today. And let me tell you, she's still not done. <laughs> and this is not by any fault of Chaz. He has done the most incredible job. If you've seen the inside of the van, you would not believe that this man has had absolutely no experience with electrical, absolutely no experience with plumbing. And the only thing he's woodworked would have been a bread box in high school when he was in woodshop for a total of like three months, like one quarter. And I just cannot believe it. Like he has built every aspect of this van himself. A lot of people who do vans, they do kits or they do pre-made cabinets or whatever it is. And he has built from the subfloor through the ceiling and everything in between has been woodworking that he's done himself. And it is gorgeous, you guys. It is a kind of a minimalist, modern aesthetic um, with a little bit of boho. Um, Like he made his own shiplap wall panels where they're not pieces that he put together it is a piece of wood that he routed lines into which was like so much easier and just he's he's brilliant you guys so anyway he is just about finished he is so close um and I had given him the task I was like I really want you to finish the van by the time that we get to like the year mark, it'll be, I'm just kind of a nostalgic person. And I was like, it'll just be so, you know, symbolic. Right. And, um, he is almost done, but he ran out of wood last night. And so he would have met his goal today. Um, however, we didn't have time to go and grab the wood. So he's, he's just about finished. And honestly, I'll give him a couple extra days because he didn't start working on the van right away. So it technically hasn't been a year, (laughs) but I do want to say the van was usable, completely functional by January. We've been using it since then and we use it way more than I thought. Um, I definitely never wanted to live in a van and I never want to live in a van still, but we have stayed in it as long as like a 45 day stint which I think is pretty impressive. Um, it's got running water. It's got a toilet. It doesn't have a dedicated shower at all, but we do have a way that if we wanted to, like if we were pulled up at the beach that we could use the sink, um, the sink swivels around and we could shower outside. Um, or we have a gym membership that we use for showering when we're on the road. But, um, it has just been 
such a joy to have this and like an absolute dream come true and sometimes I forget and I have to remind myself like you have the things that you've prayed for like you you have it right here and there's so much freedom symbolized in this van like it is exactly what we wanted we wanted to just be able to pick up and go and it's reliable and it's under warranty still and you know it's it's not something we have to worry about knock on wood um it it is just so fun and such an adventure and everything that I wanted it to be and way more so I just wanted to tell you guys that little story and celebrate as we celebrate Rona's one year anniversary or birthday, I guess, in our family. So I am just super thankful for the van and all the joy that it's brought me and a husband who will do anything that he sets his mind to or that his wife tells him to. (laughs) So all that being said, I do want to get back into this topic of audacity. So just to repeat kind of where we started, I am... I've been talking about the audacity this week, and I just want to bring up that audacity is truly what stands between you and your imposter syndrome and living in your purpose. So if you think about that scene from The Office where they're playing, um, it's like that, it's like the game of Clue that they're, that they're playing, and um, it's Andy and Dwight and Michael, and they've got, each got a gun in, in each hand not really their finger guns and they're pointing at each other and they're just like all right who's going first kind of thing and they're still doing their accents and it's super funny and they just kind of are in a standoff I think for the whole night pretty much but I want you to think of you know maybe Michael is the imposter syndrome and Dwight is your purpose right that's funny to think about and you are Andy maybe that's that's the funniest version of that I could could even predict but you're Andy and you know you're looking around and you're like okay who's going first kind of thing right and consistent audacity is the thing standing between you and your purpose and you could either go for imposter syndrome or you could go for your purpose and audacity is going to be the thing that makes or breaks that so I want you to think about it the people that you look around and see that are winning they're not smarter than you. They're not more of an expert than you. People don't like them any more than they like you. Maybe they actually might have a little bit more practice than you, but that just comes down to having the audacity to show up and make it happen. And I've told my clients this so many times, like, look around. There are people far less qualified than you speaking on things that they probably don't even have the education, the experience to speak on, but they do have the audacity. So I'm not here to tell you that you should go out and start teaching things that you know nothing about or have no business teaching, but in your heart, you know how good you are at this stuff, right? You know that you are the expert. You know you have the experience. You know you've walked people through this transformation, All you need to add is the audacity. So audacious consistency could change your life. Will you let it? This is a choice that you can make, my friend. So I want to talk a little bit about human design. I'm a projector, as you guys probably know. And 
So the way that sales and growth works for me is that when I show up, I attract people and not even like to the thing that I'm selling, just in general, people will flock and it blows my mind because I'll get in my head and when I get in my head, I don't like to show up. So you'll know if you watch, you'll know if you don't see me on stories, especially if you don't see me in video, you know that like, I'm not feeling the best about my business or the way that, you know, I don't feel like I have anything to say. And this happens to me sometimes. And you might think like, what? You? Yes, me. This happens a lot. And I will allow myself sometimes to get in my head and think, oh, nobody cares. Nobody, nobody wants anything to do with me. But I always baffle myself when I show up consistently I start having all these amazing conversations. My story views go up. My link clicks go up. My conversion goes up. And it almost feels effortless because I know I was supposed to be doing this the whole time, right? So for just doing what I was supposed to be doing, it all comes together. Like how weird is that? So that's me as a projector, but I know actually a lot, a lot of you guys are the exact same way because when I show up, I attract and I know you do too. When I don't show up, it's crickets. Like I said, I'll get in my head sometimes about being slow or like my business being slow or people not responding in the way that I want them to. Maybe, you know, I put out an offer and it's like, okay, well, I got three, you know, purchases on that offer, but I wanted 30, right? So I'll get in my head. And um, it's so easy to slip into that imposter syndrome, right? It's so easy to tell myself that I don't really know what the heck I'm talking about, that no one sees it, no one cares. But I'm here to tell you that showing up is not about the number of likes or views or even link clicks that I get at all. It's about the energy that you're putting out there into the world. When you show up in whatever way is aligned for you, I'm not just talking about Instagram, um, you're putting that energy out into the world that shows people you're ready to work. You're ready to help them through this. You are the expert. And it's kind of like that whole concept of it's easier to find a job when you have a job thing. When you're showing up, your intentions are clear and it truly does attract people. And the more you show up, the more confident you'll become. So if that's something you struggle with and like believing that you're truly the expert, the more you're really able to resonate as the expert, the more you'll be able to stand up to the mean girl in your head that calls you an imposter. And again, it just starts with audacity. So what does the audacity look like? It looks like telling that mean girl in your head to F off. It looks like getting on top of planning. And when I say planning, I mean your offers, your content, your schedule, whatever planning means for you, whatever you need to make sure that you write down and get done to get on top of that. It looks like showing up and sticking to the things that you committed to. We all know that it's easiest to cancel on ourselves over anyone else. But girls who are serious about growth, they don't cancel on themselves. Maybe that starts with the morning walk or journal time to reflect and get your brain going. For me, I know I have to journal in the morning. Like, if I don't spend that intentional time with myself and with the Lord, my day is not is not going the way that I wanted it to. Maybe it's resting instead of go, go, going without a break. You know, we, a lot of us are guilty of that, especially if you're a mom, whatever those commitments 
are looking like for you, I want you to keep them. It also looks like keeping at it. Even when you're not feeling like an expert that day, that's why planning is important. Because even if you're not feeling it, you can still get the word out and you can still show up even if your vibe doesn't match. You, I mean, if you listen to my episode with Joelle, you know that women do not have linear, I mean, you can know this by just being alive, but we as women do not have these linear moods, right? And we're not designed to. We are designed to work in this cycle, like the four seasons. And, you know, we have the spring season, the summer season, the fall and the winter. And those are the four weeks of our month. And we are designed to move differently. But if we can plan in the season that it makes sense and execute on a schedule, it can really change everything. So I want you to keep those commitments. Um, and, and I want you to keep them even when you are not feeling like an expert that day. Um, it could also look like journaling or saying affirmations out loud um, and speaking those good things into existence, putting them out into the world, putting that energy out there and just start practice saying it out loud. I also want you to start thinking of audacity as, damn, look at her go instead of who does she think she is and see how that changes your world. And I'm, I'm saying this as as it applies to you, not as it applies to anyone else, because we're not thinking about anyone else. We need to stay focused on what we're doing. Staying in your own lane is a huge, huge part of success. Comparing yourself is one of the easiest things you can do, but are we going for easy? I don't think so. I think we are going for long lasting. We are going for success. We are going for a boundless life, right? We want to live the life that we want to live. And that does not include looking around and seeing what everyone else is doing and judging them or judging you based on what they're doing. So here's my first assignment for you. When it comes to this whole conversation about audacity, I want you to write out what it would look like for you to have that exact audacity. How are you speaking to yourself when you have the audacity? How are you showing up? And what results does that yield? Write this out, my friend. Speak it into existence. Write it into existence. Think and ink. You have got this in the bag. You really just have to decide. Sometimes you might need some support. Pop into my DMs. I'm here for it. I am rooting for you. And I just cannot wait to see what it looks like when you are showing up in your full potential with all the audacity. I'll talk to you later, girlfriend.